Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Monday Musings on the Unfinished uh, Community Pod. Uh, I'm Pastor Don and I'm coming to you as usual with a weekly uh, meditation on an issue or idea that I think is big and important and at least worthwhile in the life of our community. Today, I've been thinking on this one for a little bit and some of the things I've seen lately have really brought this heavily to mind. I want to talk to you about what I call the divine importance of failure. Now, I know that is a, is a title that sounds wonderfully intriguing, if not a little bit pretentious, but I think it's an important one nonetheless. And in order to explain what I mean by that, I want to start by telling you a story. Now, uh, full disclosure before I begin, this is a true story. But it's actually an amalgamation of five or six different true stories, all with the same general sort of beats that I've seen over the years. So I'm going to tell it to you like it's a single story, but it's actually something I've seen happen time and again uh, over my life. Uh, I've seen it happen in the news more times even than that. It's, it's a pretty common sort of story. Uh, so for the purposes of this story, I'm going to talk to you about uh, a gentleman that I once knew uh, who we will call, for the purposes of today's story, uh, Hector. Uh, many years ago, I used to work in a particular uh, hardware store in the United States. And uh, Hector there uh, was hired on as a temp worker one season. Now, Hector himself uh, was an immigrant to our country. And he had come on a visa that allowed him for specific types of work. He could do temporary work in a couple places, but that was about it. He wasn't allowed to do anything more complex or heavy duty than that. And his visa had an expiration date. So the store I was working at, this particular big box hardware store, whose uh, orange aproned folk I will not uh, explain any more than that, uh, could be anybody, uh, they hired him on for some seasonal work. And, you know... Truth be told, he wasn't great at his job, but uh, in a unique sort of thing, he got on well with everybody, which was rare for that kind of work. Uh, After after the end of the season, uh, it came out that uh, Hector's job was going to be ending. Now, in that time, people had gotten to know him, and they had uh, come to understand his story. He'd come on this temporary visa with the hopes of finding something better and reconnecting with some lost family of his. And he'd done that and he'd built new relationships and he kind of settled a little bit. And for the first time in I don't know how long, everybody kind of rallied together around Hector's cause and they did not want Hector's job to end. They didn't want his temp work to end. They wanted him to be hired Full-time, they wanted him to become part of the staff. They wanted him to become a regular cast member of the life and times of Big Box Hardware Store. Well, there were petitions, there were letters written, and interviews with the, the hiring bosses and human resources. And in the end, it was found out that Hector would not be continuing in his position. His temp work was over, and he was going to lose his position, and he was going to lose his visa status and have to go back to his country. Uh... As you can imagine, this did not go over well. 
there were a lot of angry faces on the floor, and they stepped up their game. This became a righteous cause for everybody from the uh, lowliest broom pusher on the on the aisles to everyone up to middle management that they, they've got to find a way to to save Hector, to save his job, to keep him here. There were protests. They went out into the community and they raised money and they did everything they could possibly, possibly think of. And it was a fight. It was a struggle. And they were united in the righteousness of their fight to fight for Hector to be able to, to keep his job, to stay in the country, to, to see his family. And in the end, after all of that time and effort and prayer, Hector lost his job and he had to go back to his country, which was exactly what was going to happen in the first place. You see, Hector had had, a, as I said, a temporary visa that only allowed for temp work. So he wasn't able to do other jobs. If they had made his position full-time... He would have lost his job anyway because his visa wouldn't have done it. If they had extended the position, it would no longer be temporary and he couldn't have stayed in the job and he wouldn't have done it. The store couldn't do anything. There was nothing they could do to fix that. And everybody had spent so much time fighting with the store's human resource managers, with the hiring department, with the higher and higher and higher ups. Uh, And don't get me wrong, I'm not defending corporations in any way, shape, or form. I have my own beefs with them. But in this situation, there was nothing from the get-go that could have ever been done. But everybody had locked into the idea of, of justice for Hector, of keeping him around, of saving the day and winning the fight. And when that loss happened, because it was always going to happen, there was no win to be had there. When it happened, it destroyed the relationships between the company and its workers. It destroyed the relationships between the company and its community. And everybody was angry at everybody around the store for so long and so deeply that eventually the store had to close down. Everybody was out of a job. Everybody lost. Now, I know in hearing that, your first thought, as was mine at the time, I have to admit, was that this was just the story of a fight that did not go well. But truth be told... I think I'm on this in later years, and I wonder if this isn't a sign of our obsession with winning over our obsession with doing good. You see, there were other ways that Hector could have stayed that didn't involve him having a job at big box hardware store. Uh, He could have become a student. He could have... uh, found love and gotten married. He could have gone any number of different ways. Getting full-time employment from that visa was never something that was really going to be in the cards for him, but there were always other ways. There were ways he could have saved up money so that he could go back and then turn around and come back on a new visa. There were options. Options abounded for different things that could have been done. And the only thing that they would have required would have been for the crowd of people surrounding, screaming for justice on his behalf, to simply admit that they were fighting a losing battle and to move on to a different direction. You see, us Christians, we are victory-minded people. We love to talk about the, the victory over the grave, the victory in Jesus, the hymn we sing all the time. We want to be on the winning side. 
And we can get so locked into the idea of winning that we fail to realize that the victory we are called to isn't trumpets and celebrations and big bombad sort of, you know, end of Star Wars episode one parades. It's quiet. Our victories are the ones that require us to surrender ourselves for the good of others. We are a people whose power is made perfect in weakness in the same way that God's power is made perfect in weakness. That Paul said the same thing. We are a people who surrender ourselves, our victory, so that others can benefit. There may not be a victory, a moment of celebration. There may not be a moment where we can stand proud and tall and tell the world, look what I did for this other person. I saved the day. It's not about us. To benefit other people, we often often have to accept the loss of the fight that we wanted to win. We have to lose the fight that we had fixated on. We have to be flexible and move like water and listen. Listen to God and discern a new path forward. This is what it means to listen to the Spirit. Not to lock on target and go on the attack, but to stand quietly with our open hearts and open minds and to listen to the direction of the Spirit, to be reasonable enough to realize when we are on the losing side and to not fight for a victory that will never come, but instead to give ourselves up for a victory that is inevitable, a victory in Jesus, a victory that means the helping and caring of other people, to set ourselves aside, to follow that path to grave and cross and beyond so that others can be raised. Anyway, that's my thought for today. Uh, but I want to know what you guys think. Uh, this is, of course, this particular pod is the part where I just talk at you, but there is much more to our community going on. Our Discord server, in particular, is the hub of our community, and that is an open invitation. It is not a private server. You can go there right now if you want, and we would love to see you. You can find the link to that in the description or on our website, which is also in the description. I'll try to make it as easy as possible, but if you're having troubles, you know what else is down in the description? My email address. Drop me a line. I'll help you get connected. In the meantime, uh, I just want you to know that no matter what's going on with you, no matter what difficulties you might be facing this week, no matter what might be troubling you, that I'm thinking about you, I'm praying for you, and that God is with you too. Take care.